three, two, one. You're listening to On the Record, the podcast of the Bristol Herald Courier. This past Tuesday, the Bristol, Virginia City Council held a lengthy discussion about the upcoming 2019-2020 city spending plan. During that discussion, Mayor Kevin Bumpower and Vice Mayor Kevin Wingard expressed doubts about certain aspects of the plan and said they would vote against it. What you're going to hear is about 12 minutes of that discussion where they talk about some of the various things that they are concerned about. This budget to me is a step back. Locality comparisons that we've done two years ago, the council that we had two years ago, made hard decisions, the chambers were full, people was just stomping, snorting, and screaming, but look at the healthy position that it helped put this city in. When I came on council, and it's, I'm not taking credit for this, I'm just making a statement. When I came on city council, we was ranked the top worst locality, physically stretched, strapped in the state of Virginia. And within 18 months, we pulled out of that to a healthy position. Now what got us there? It was a tightening of the belt. It was turning the light on, telling the investors out there, we're open for business. This city has stiffed arm investors to the point they have swore us off. But now, they now know that we're business friendly. So they started coming back. And we're growing the city. And that is what we need to do. The health and safety consists of fire, police, and EMS. But at what cost? Locality comparisons that we've done was clearly visible that for our locality, location, locality with 17,000 people, we're out of so what did we do? We froze a few positions. The fire department had their study come in here. They pretty much confirmed in that study that our fire stations are not in the right location. We shouldn't have three. We should only have two. If you do away with one, then you you lose those firefighters. Well, we wasn't willing to do that. But there is a healthy balance. And you say fully funded. What is the magic number? Even though you've, even though you've hired and filled those positions, they still want more. I promise you. They want more. The police department, they want more. And that is typical of of mankind, but abused by government. Government has a mindset that it must grow at all times regardless of what the pressure is put on the taxpayer to fund it. Now that's well-being of the citizens. Is it the well-being of the citizens to take more money out of their pockets to fund this stuff? 
to an excessive level, health, safety, and well-being. These people need to put food on their table. They need to put clothes on their children's back, shoes on their feet, and take care of their families. There is a fine line to where <clears throat> you have to be responsible as a community as to what you're going to fund, how much you're going to fund it, and so forth. Then here's what we've done in a nutshell. The two years of hard costs that this council made has all been washed away. Only time will put us back in the same position if we don't continue to keep growing this city. We've already used up all the frozen positions. We did cut the funding for the city attorney to balance the budget, but it was with the agreement that we would get it back up to where we can get that position filled. Right now, we're running without an assistant city manager. We're running without an attorney. <clears throat> we're running with an assistant attorney, city city manager, slash attorney. But yet, we're funding the school system that has all the assistants, all the all our people are filled. Okay? <clears throat> and I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. But this city has got to be smart on the decisions that it makes. Because we're not out of the woods. We make great strides, but we're not there. We don't need to be spending the new revenues that's coming in with the new businesses that's opening up and just burning that money and salaries and blah, blah, blah. We need to be setting it aside because at some point in time, these people need a tax break. They're paying $1.17 on their taxes, which for localities, nature like ours, should be somewhere around one ten, roughly. But do we have a master plan to get there? No, we don't. Because once government gets your money, it takes an act of Congress to give it back. And I promise you, with the mindset that this council has, you will never see a refund on your a reduction on your, your taxes. They will figure out a way to spend it. Because government will always say, I need, I need. I'm a no vote on this budget. I think it's wrong. There's a lot of good things that's happened in this city, but now we are on the path going backwards. Mr. Wigger, I frankly take offense at your characterization. I'm prepared to take offense at all. You had your time at your characterization here. This budget, our revenues are increasing, our revenue lines are increasing from growth. It's a balanced budget. There are hiring people to fill places that are already funded and budgeted for. I see no problem, but I don't know. I don't understand. There's a disconnect. I don't understand. I listen to everything you said. I don't understand why you don't think this is a good idea. I mean, yeah, I respect your opinion. I hope you respect mine. I don't understand how you think that paying our firefighters, giving them a raise, hiring more firefighters and police. Keep us safe is a bad thing. 
you know, maybe we have a fundamental disagreement on what government does. Apparently, we do, but I don't understand. Well, let, let me let me go in here and let me try to explain a couple things. We you do need firefighters. There's no doubt about it because you got to keep the citizens safe under the fire. And you need police, just like you need the military. But you got to understand, like Mr. Wingard said, what is the right balance? So you can't just say we need more firefighters, we need more police, we need more parks and rec. You got to you got to reconcile what is the right number for Bristol, Virginia. And like Ms. Marty said, and I hate to give her a lot of credit, but when she comes up here and she says, folks, look, we're, we're a poor community. We're a poor community. You need to understand the reality. We are a poor community. So let's look at the numbers, okay? And I brought this up two years ago when we started looking at, at firefighters. And I looked at these numbers not because I don't like firefighters. How I fought fires in the military, I know how hard it is. And I know you need them, right? I get it. But also, I've done a lot of budgeting, and know you've got to understand what's the right number. How many do you really need for a city the size of Bristol with 17,000 people? You've got to reconcile that, because if you spend too much money there, it's money you could spend toward school, or toward police, or something else, right? Because it's money you're, you've only got to, you've only got to pull money from taxpayers, and you've got to give you that money up. All right, so. I didn't know anything about firefighting numbers, so I went and I grabbed the National Fire Prevention Association data off the website, go Google it. They have studied and took national averages and surveys over 25 plus years, right? 25 plus years, every year they got the numbers. So roughly the average has not changed for that length of time. There's about 1.6 professional paid firefighters for every 1,000 persons that live in a municipal area, right? 1.6. So if you take 1.6, which is the NFPA's national average, you multiply by 17, that says we need about 28. Well, we're talking about 44 in this budget. So there's a big discrepancy there. So now you got to say, why is that? So at 44, you divide that by 17, that's 2.6 firefighters per thousand, right? Well, that's a 62% increase above the national average. Why is that? Okay, so when you go out and start looking at why, to answer the question why, you say, well, let's look at some cities like Bristol. Let's look at Danville. Let's look at Stone. Let's look at Wayne. Let's look at Cook, Tennessee. Let's look at Joplin, Missouri. You know, look at all kinds of communities out there that are kind of small, about the same square miles, right? Population about like ours. And most all of them that I've looked at, and I've looked at a number of them, not just the ones in the state of Virginia, they're all pretty close to the national average. Some might be 1.5, some might be 1.7, but, but they're not 2.5 or 3 where we are. So something's definitely out of whack. And the only way I could reconcile it was, you know, we built an additional fire station. When we annexed the county back in the early 70s, right, we, we built a fire station up there when Van Pelt, Spring Garden, Village Green, all those houses went up at annex at seven, right? We were putting a ton of people in the city from the county, building a lot of houses, a lot more businesses going up there. The decision was we need another fire station. 
and it ended up right there. So if you look at how you got to staff three fire stations properly, 24/7, seven days a week, right, with the number of staffing, okay, that's what drives that 40 to 42 number. You've got to have kind of that number to staff three fire stations. So then we start asking the question, well, why do we need three fire stations? Maybe that's the problem. Well, let's get somebody to look at that. Right? Let's let's call the national, let's call the Virginia Fire Association, let them talk to us about, you know, what's the what's the numbers, what's NFA? Right? So there's lots of there's lots of guidance out there about how long you should take to go to a fire. 240 seconds, your response time by the time the bell rings is 240 seconds to where you should have water on fire. Right? So there's numbers out there. This has been studied for years, right? Well, when you look at where our fire stations are located, one of the obvious problems is, one of our issues is, fire station one is next to the state line. Fire station one almost cuts off half of its response area because it sits within 100 yards of the state line. That's the wrong location for fire station one. Right? It needs to be located up Lee Highway or up Valley Drive because then when you look at that 240 second circle, and you take each of our fire stations and you draw a 240 second circle around it, you know. On the Record was made possible by David McKee, David Krieger, Delina Matthews, and Brian Woodson. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.